and welcome to the Toddcast. Uh, it's a beautifully sunny, hot, crazy day as I drive home from work today. And you know what? I felt like podcasting. So here we are, and hopefully it will be enjoyable. Um, did not have a particular topic in mind, as can often be the case. Um, and so I basically got on my phone pocket computer that I carry everywhere and fired up the browser and did a search for random podcast topics, um, which led me to a website whose name I don't immediately remember by virtue of I'm driving and I'm not going to look at it. Uh, but basically it's some sort of conversation starter thing where it will randomly put forward a thing. And I went with the first thing that was on there, um, which is, uh, what was your favorite subject in school? So we're 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 gonna we're gonna roll with that. Um, quick aside, because God forbid I just start in on a topic from a non sideways direction. Um, on the topic of randomness, um, I'm a big fan of random things, um, random numbers, random generation, you know, things. Um, I suspect it has a lot to do with my role-playing game upbringing, um, first edition D&D had a lot of randomness to it. Um, I once played Dungeons and Dragons solo up in my room while grounded, uh, took a character from like first to like third or fourth level, um, purely off of the random, gen- random dungeon generator in the back of the first edition, uh, Dungeon Master's Guide. Um, which sounds real super dorky, um, and, and I guess depending on who you are, not like much fun, but I thought it was great. Um, you know, there was the thing in the back where you, you picked a starting room, and then every time you opened a door, you rolled a die to see what was behind it. It was a passage or another room or a trick or trap, and then you rolled to see what kind of creatures were there, and you rolled to see what kind of treasure they got, and then, you know, you fought them and you got the treasure, and you went up in levels, and it was completely random and had no storyline whatsoever, but it was it was good stuff. Um, it was the extremely manual equivalent to tooling around on a, you know, random RPG game on your phone in an era before there were smartphones. It was good times. Um, but I've also, you know, that, that, that played a large role in my interest in random stuff. Um, you know, I, I was a pretty early adopter in terms of computer stuff and computer programming. Um, cut my teeth on the old Commodore 64 that I didn't even own. I had to go to my friend's place to to program on his, uh, but you know, I want to say as early as like the third grade, I would get books out from the library on how to program in basic and would write the things out on paper. Uh, and then hustle over to my friend's house and type them all in manually, uh, to, to, you know, do a variety of, you know, goofy things. Um, and when you're learning to program, uh, computers, you're learning to code. Um, the classic first thing that you do is, is the hello world program where basically you, you, you program it to when you execute the program, it, it puts the words hello world up on the screen. 
um, which is a good, you know, entry-level exercise. Um, teaches you how to, you know, get characters on the screen, how to print things, how to format text, how to, you know, get inputs, etc. Um, I want to say my first piece of pro computer programming was figuring out how to do random numbers so that I could, you know, emulate dice rolls. Because, um, you know, I, I like games and wanted to make games and so on and so forth. And, you know, you can't do that without some sort of random number generator. Um, so, you know, I never like to do things by the book or the way other people do it. Um, and this even goes back as far as when I was learning how to program and such. Um, I, I was too good for Hello World. I skipped straight to, well, how can I simulate a, the role of a 20-sided die? Um, you know, and most of my early programs were, oh, here's the thing that will, you know... Um, help you build a D&D &D character, um, you know, with logic like roll four die six and drop the lowest and t sum the rest and assign them to a characteristic and goofy stuff like that. Um, on a related tangent of this tangent, um, when I was in high school, it, it kind of relates back to the whole favorite subject thing. Um, I, I want to say it was my junior, it would have been my junior year. Um, I actually had two study halls, um, just due to the way this, this scheduling worked out. Uh, I had one like in the morning and one in the afternoon. Uh, in one of those study halls, uh, I, I had with my, my buddy Jeff, um, who I believe I've mentioned before. We, we went to high school together, we joined the Navy together, we ended up hooking back up in, in life uh, as adults. He's one of the key reasons I'm in Columbus now. Anywho. We're, we were in a study hall together, and we were both D&D guys. Um, but we weren't really able to play D&D in study hall. Um, you know, you had to be quiet. You know, they, they, you know, you weren't really allowed to have cards or dice for fear of there be gambling. Um, so instead, um, I was not in a math class that required a, a, you know, a graphing calculator, the ones that you could actually program. Um, also, I was not in that kind of income bracket to have one of those. Uh, I did have a scientific calculator um, that did have a random number generation function, which was like, you know, a number between zero and one with like a gazillion decimal places. Um, which, you know, if you look at the first two decimal places, will give you basically a random number between, you know... Um, one and, you know, or zero and, you know, 0.99 or whatever, one. So if you look at the first two decimal places, it basically gives you a, a, a random number between one and a hundred, uh, which then lets you, you know, rent, rent, generate random percentiles. Um, there are a bunch of role-playing games of the era that all the statistics were ba based on percentiles. Uh, Middle Earth role-playing comes to mind. Uh, but Dungeons and Dragons and such do not. They, they use, you know, dice of various shapes and sizes. Um, you know, 20-sided, 12s, 8s, 6s, 4s, um, or percentiles, percentile. Some of them use percentile. Um, and so we wanted to have sort of gladiator combat that we could do. Just quick and dirty, you know, your characters weren't full-blown actual characters. They were, you know, you had a strength, dexterity, and constitution um, attributes, which, you know, would impact, you know, how well and how hard you hit and how many, you know, hit points you would have and that sort of thing. Um, 
And then we had it rigged to where, you know, it was like a big bracket. And at the entry level bracket, you know, everybody was in leather armor with like a crappy dagger. And then you got to the next round, your armor got better and you got a better weapon. Um, but we needed a way to figure out, okay, when, do, when, you know, do you hit? And if you hit, how much damage you do? So I did the math on the, you know, the statistics, the, the numerical breakdown of, you know, like a four-sided die is easy. Like, you know, translated to percentile. There's a, a one in four chance of any one of the numbers. So if you, you know, roll a, a one through 25, that's a one. If you get a 26 through 50, that's a two. 51 to 75 is a three. 76 and up, that counts as a four. And so wrote out all these conversion charts of, you know, percentile to, you know, die types. Uh, and we went so far as to, to, you know, do the math and I actually used a computer to iterate through to figure out what, you know, what, what the curve was on two die six. If you're rolling two sided dice, two six sided dice, what was the percentage chance of getting any given number, uh, which is a bell curve. Um, same for three die six. And I even wrote a program to figure out what it was for, you know, four six-sided dice rolled, take the take the lowest of the four and discard it and sum the other three, uh, which is a common method for generating um, your attributes in D&D. &D. Um, and had this all written on the back of a, you know, spiral notebook, the, the conversion piece there. So we would sit and, using my scientific calculator, generate these characters that would fight each other and then use the random number function to, you know, simulate 20 sided die rolls to, to, you know, see if you hit your opponent. And then if you do do it again to, you know, based on the weapon type, how much damage you would do and fought through a whole, you know, championship, uh, you know, gladiatorial combat situation, um, with just a scientific calculator. Cause that's, that such is my devotion to random nonsense. Um, Anyway, back to the original topic, now that I've gotten all that out of the way. Uh, favorite subjects in school. Um, that's a pretty broad topic, um, in the sense that, you know, that, that is a thing that has changed over time. Um, you know, my immediate assumption is that it's talking about, you know, primary school, secondary school, you know, like up to, up through high school, what is your favorite subject? Um, but it could easily be, uh, you know, applied to college and so forth, um, or really to any coursework. So we're, we're just going to hit all the, all the bases on the drive home because, Hey, I've got time on my hands and I feel like flapping my jaws. Um, as a youth, uh, favorite subject in the, the lower grades, I suppose. Um, I was very fond of art. I like to draw and paint and that sort of a thing. Um, and it's also pretty easy. It doesn't require a whole lot of work or concentration or, or, or you know, memorizing things. Uh, so I was down with that. I also liked reading back in the days before, you know, when reading and spelling were separate subjects, before it all got lumped into, you know, English or, you know, language arts, as they sometimes called it. Because uh, I liked reading. I was good at reading. I, I, I enjoy reading. I always have. Um, I was good at science and math, um, but I, I don't know that there's ever a point where I would say, oh, math is my favorite subject. Like, it, it was the thing I was good at. I could do. I could, you know, perform the functions. 
but it's not like I was like, oh yeah, math class, I can't wait. That that was never a thing. Um, science was hit or miss growing up. Um, science, when you're talking about, you know, when you're doing lab things, I'm into that. I was into that. Um, I remember, I want to say it was the seventh grade uh, in the chemistry section of science class where it was all balancing equations. Those were fun little, uh, you know, brain teasers, little, you know, mental uh, exercises to make that happen that were, you know, I found challenging and interesting. Um, not a big fun fan of, you know, when science was talking about like biology and, you know, plants and animals and cells and that sort of thing. Um, you know, it was fine, but not, not my favorite. Um, the things I absolutely could not stand, uh, in the lower grades would definitely have been a tie between English and social studies. Um, which is funny because now, you know, as an adult, those are two things I find particularly fascinating. Um, I like writing and I like reading. So to, for me to say that English was one of the subjects I hated the most seems weird. Um, but I think it's just that point where I was in life and how it was, was, was you know, taught. Um, one of those things where when you're good at reading and spelling and so forth and, and putting together proper sentences with, you know, correct grammar and punctuation. Being taught that stuff just seems tedious. Um, I realize this isn't the case for everybody. A lot of folks struggle with, you know, spelling and punctuation and stuff, but it's just something I have a natural aptitude to, or for, rather. Um, so it all seemed just obvious and boring. I, I was not interested in it. Um, and, and when they get into the part of English class where you're diagramming sentences, that was just so tedious, boring, and ultimately useless. I just hated English class for that. Um, also, the required reading piece really bummed me out. Um, I'm pretty sure I've gone on and on about this in the podcast before, um, so I won't, won't rehash that in its entirety. But I really like reading provided it's reading something that I want to read. If you tell me I have to read a thing that I have no interest in reading, I am immediately not into that. Um, and I think that formed a lot of my uh, I don't like English class uh, aspects of life. And social studies was interesting in the sense that it, you know, it's telling a story of history of how we got there and geography and where things were. But there was a lot of focus on memorizing specific people's names and dates and stuff that in my youth, like, I, this doesn't matter. Like, it's important that I know that, you know, people sailed across the ocean to America and what they did there, but I don't need to know the name of the boat captain. That's not going to impact me in my real life ever or the specific year that they did so. I, I don't care. Um, and so that was a big turnoff, uh, again, in, in the, the lower grades. Uh, in high school... I would say probably my favorite classes uh, would have been drafting. Uh, my freshman year, I took a, a general shop class, which was a third of the year was wood shop, uh, a third of the year was drafting, and then the last third was metal shop, um, which I enjoyed all three aspects of it. Um, wood shop was cool. If I had the time 
and money and space, I would super have a wood shop right now with all the, you know, the band saws and the sanders and the joiners and the planers and all the fun stuff because it's just cool and I enjoy doing that kind of thing. Uh, in high school, it was a bummer because the folks who got into shop class were, were <sighs> how to best describe this without coming across like some sort of asshole. Um, a lot of the folks that were in there were assholes, I guess. They were, a lot of the, the jocks and the, the, the bully types and the folks that, you know, weren't going to do super well in the academic arena, but could work with their hands which as an adult, I got no beef with that. But at the time, being the smart kid in the woodshop class, my enjoyment of participating in woodshop was unfortunately offset by the number of jackasses who would, you know, provide such valuable services as, you know, noogies and wedgies and that sort of nonsense. Um, and made it not a fun place to hang out, especially when there are a lot of blades whirling all around, um, and you're a scrawny dude. Um, metal shop was super cool, um, but the folks who seemed to radiate towards metal shop tended to be more of like the gearhead folks, the guys who were really into, you know, fixing cars and mechanics and stuff, which again, rock on. As an adult, I got no beef with that, but, you know, in my high school... The, the Venn diagram between um, folks who were in metal shop who were um, big into mechanics and also were giant fans of, you know, um, super aggro heavy metal and um, drugs, etc. was a pretty serious overlap. Um, and that was not my jam at the time of life. So I, I kind of Enjoyed it for the third of the year I was there and made some cool stuff, but did not pursue that further. Uh, drafting, however, being a more cranial and somewhat artistic pursuit, um, I was not only good at, but really enjoyed, and my classmates were generally cool folk that I, I could, you know, enjoy hanging out with. So I spent two more years doing drafting in high school that I really enjoyed. Um, which ultimately led to, you know, my chosen vocation while in the Navy. Um, unfortunately, drafting is pretty much a dead skill now. No one breaks out a T-square and triangles and uses pencils and paper to draft things. It's all computerized. Um, which, again, I did in the Navy. CAD was a key element of what I did there, and I enjoyed it. But that we didn't have that tech back in my day in school. So I really can't speak to that end of it. Um, I took an art. I took art one in my freshman year of high school, and was it was good, but the teacher was an asshole, which turned me off because I could have absolutely spent four years in, in you know art in high school um, if it weren't for the teacher was just a complete dick. Um, and I'm not going to get into all that. There, that there's there's no advantage to me, you know bitching and moaning and calling out an art teacher from 20 years ago. Um, it just didn't work out. Um, again, uh, even in high school, English was a mixed bag. Um, I was, uh, I, I did not enjoy it again, largely because of the forced reading lists. Um, but that is where I first started journaling was my freshman English class, um, and part of the 
curriculum were, were journal entries, um, where you had to write in, you know, every class started off with like 15 minutes of time to just write in your journal. Um, and I've always enjoyed writing. I've always enjoyed creative type writing where somebody's like, just write a thing. Um, again, if somebody gives me, I want you to write about this specific topic, that kind of bums me out. It cramps my style. But if you're like, hey, take 15 minutes and write a thing, I, I can, I, I will end up writing for 30, um, <laughs> which is not always necessarily a good thing. Uh, but I enjoyed that. Um, and the journals that we, we did, you know, knowing that like they were going to get looked at by the teacher. So it's not like a diary, like you weren't writing personal stuff. It's just to get you into the habit of writing on a regular basis, which, uh, has served me well through life. Um, and it also was fun because everybody did it. Uh, you know, so I'd write in my journal and, you know, everybody else was writing in their journal and we'd write clever, funny stuff and, you know, draw pictures and, you know, whatever. Um, and then we'd pass them around and check out, like, we'd write in each other's kind of thing. It's kind of like uh, what I imagine uh, what people did with yearbooks. You know, you get your yearbook and you have everybody sign it and they write in it and draw little things in it, whatever. Um, I mean, I never got yearbooks, so I don't have that experience directly, but I'm led to believe that's how that works. Um, it was kind of like passing around yearbooks on a daily basis. Uh, you'd write, you know, funny things or clever things or little in-jokes or draw goofy little pictures or whatever. Um, I still have a couple of those journals from high school, um, that have, you know, things from me and from Haz and Ron and Jeff and you know, all the other guys and stuff. But largely it was good because it got me into the habit of writing and, and enjoying writing, uh, which I think was good. Um, social studies at, at that point broke off into, you know, actual ge divided into geography and history you know, world history and then American history. And I think we had, there was a class on American government, um, which were instructive and interesting. And in that aspect, I enjoyed them. But from the actual scholastic end of it, again, it suffered from the, you need to know the exact spelling of this, you know, Parisian city and in what year, what person invaded it. Da, 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 da. Like it was just a lot of hard, facts that you needed to memorize that would not actually serve you any real purpose in life. Um, I'm kind of one of those guys that feels like, you know, getting the gist of what happened and maybe know, and knowing why it happened is important, but knowing the specifics, uh, less exciting to me and therefore put them in the not favorite subject, uh, end of things. Um, said, always been a fond fan, fond fan of computers, uh, but again, graduating in 93, there wasn't a whole lot of that available to me uh, growing up. Um, in the eighth grade, there was a computer course uh, in the computer lab, which was armed to the teeth with uh, Apple IIcs, I believe. Um, you know, got to store all of our stuff on five and a quarter inch floppy disks. Uh, those were good times. Learned uh, Logo. That's that's one from the past. Where you, you know, programming language where you had a little turtle that you would make move around the screen and draw lines behind itself. Um, but was an actual programming language you could do stuff in. Uh, I had good fun with that. Um, 
It was also one of the first instances where I was in a class where I felt pretty confident that I knew more than the teacher. Um, which sounds super cocky, um, and I guess is, but, uh, you know, this teacher was, I want to say, the algebra teacher who also got the computer lab and therefore was the guy who was going to teach us computer stuff. Um, and at that point, I think they had the computer lab for maybe two years before I showed up on the scene. Um, and I was a guy who had been learning computer programming out of books in the absence of a computer for four years at that point. Um, and so I was that asshole in the class that, you know, he'd be teaching us about, you know, this particular, you know, bit of programming, you know, um, using, you know, an if-then statement to, to, you know, handle looping structures. And I'd be like, well, why wouldn't you use a for-next structure? That's more efficient. And he would be, you know, yes, you're right. We haven't gotten to that part of the text. Shut up, Todd. Um, which made me feel good because I felt, you know, super smart. Um, but in retrospect, I was probably kind of an asshole about it. Um, and then I didn't get another computer class until I want to say probably like my senior year of high school, there was like a, a computer class. Like, I think it was generically called computer class or something. And it was, you know, a combination of, okay, we're going to teach you word processing and spreadsheets and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, realize that there wasn't really a commercially available internet yet when I was learning this stuff. Like, um, my freshman year, I took typing class, and they were on electric typewriters. Um, like, again, in the high school, you could count the number of computers in that building on your fingers and toes. Um, so, and that was another one where I got into some trouble because I knew, uh, you know, enough about computers to be dangerous. Um, I found some code in a computer magazine that... Uh, basically was like a batch file that would, would, you could run to force the computer to reboot, uh, which I then inserted into the, you know, auto exec batch file that launches whenever you start a Windows PC that would basically just make the computer endlessly loop, like reboot and then reboot again and just loop forever that way. Um, which of course I installed on like three of the machines right at the end of one class period and then got yanked out of my next class because the teacher knew I was the only person ballsy enough to pull that kind of nonsense. Um, didn't get in much trouble, but it was, it was fun. It was, it was high speed, high quality pranks from 1993, uh, in the computing era. Uh, but I enjoyed that. Um, which I guess segues us into college, um, to which I would say my favorite classes in college were probably the computer ones. Um, Belmont Tech, I had an intro to computers class that was pretty, pretty rad. Um, I had a bunch of other classes that I more often than not skipped, which I'm not proud of and don't endorse, but it is what it is. Um, you know, uh, when I went to University of Akron, intro to computers or intro to programming or whatever it was called, that was good stuff. Uh, the astronomy class was nice. Um, I wish I'd have actually gone to that one more often than not, because I've always enjoyed it sci-fi and space and, you know, stars and planets and stuff. Um, but did not attend that course nearly enough to have really gained any good knowledge out of it, but I, I liked it. Um, 
much later in life when I was at the uh, at St. Pete Junior College. Um, again, computer classes. I was going for you know web design and web development, and that was good stuff. Um, enjoyed the heck out of that. That's kind of where I rekindled my enjoyment of um, what in college they refer to as um, oh, what do they call it the um, humanities, um, which is basically you know adult st social studies. Um, because those things actually were focused on not just what happened, but why it happened and how it, you know, affects, affected the future and what would come later. Um, and you actually got some insight into the, you know, the whole saying that, you know, those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it because, you, you know, they actually looked at it from that perspective and not memorize this list of dates and places. Um, so I really enjoyed that too. That was good stuff. Um, And I guess that kind of sums up the, you know, the classwork portion of things. I mean, I guess technically there were classes in boot camp. Um, I guess for those of you who may not be aware, Navy boot camp is way less what you think of when you see movies with boot camps. Because they don't really... Are there any movies where there's Navy boot camp? I don't know. It seems like there's a bunch with the Marines and the, the Army. And it's a bunch of, you know, crawling around in the mud and running in packs and getting yelled at and doing push-ups. Um, that's not how it was in the Navy. I mean, yes, there were push-ups and yes, there was yelling. But mostly it was classroom. It was learning how to, you know, operate various shipboard things and put out fires and, you know, first aid and, you know, that sort of thing. A lot of classwork. Um, none of which really stuck out. Um, I spent most of boot camp in a haze because they don't let you sleep, um, and, which makes it really hard to be in a classroom and stay awake, um, and yet that's what it was. Um, also, having been in the Navy and going to naval boot camp, which is all based on shipboard life, and then immediately going off to A school and then a battalion and not being really part of any sort of seagoing anything, most of what I learned in boot camp was almost immediately useless. So I don't remember much of it. Um, a school was good. Again, it's like all classwork, um, which was drafting, which I kind of already knew, and computer-aided drafting, which was new to me, but super fun because it was drafting, which I liked, and computers, which I was super good, liked and was good at. Um, surveying was completely new. It was all right. I liked surveying. It was, it was a new thing. I, I could get into it. Uh, ended up not being able to do much of it when I got to the battalion, but it was still fun. Um, materials testing aspect was probably, possibly my favorite of that. Even though I was good at drafting and kicked ass at, at CAD, um, I think the materials testing portion was my favorite, uh, you know, course of study in A school. Because it was basically, you know, science in a lab situation. It was, you know, doing a bunch of experiments on dirt and stuff. Um, all the best parts of science class without, you know all of the, the boring stuff. So that was pretty awesome. Um, you know, doing, doing tests on dirt and concrete and that sort of stuff was fun and good stuff. Um, so there's that. Um, I guess there have been some classes that I've taken since, you know, as an adult, as part of work, like there've been some management courses and whatnot, um, that occasionally, you know, the company would sign us up for and send us through, which are, are fine. Um, 
I think just due to experience and having been a manager and or having some of the military background in, you know, leadership and so forth, um, a lot of that stuff seemed pretty elementary. Like, you know, treat people right and you have to know how to motivate people. And different people get motivated different ways and here's how to set goals and have them be realistic. Like, it was good stuff. I'm not going to say it's my favorite. It, like I said, it was stuff that I kind of knew or could have put together on my own sort of a deal. Um, so yeah, that's me blathering on for oh, 32 minutes about uh, random numbers and then uh, my favorite uh, subjects in high school uh, or school, school in general. So, And I'm nearly home. So um, achievement unlocked. I guess, for random topic and blathering on about it for 30 plus minutes. Hooray, us. Um, hopefully that was enjoyable. Um, I need to I need to produce some content because it's been a while and I've gotten some new audiobooks that I'm listening to, which are keeping me from recording as much as I would otherwise do. And also, you know, I'm kind of running a little, little shy on topics that immediately spring to mind that I want to talk about, hence the random generator, um, which I may do again in the future. Um, if you're fond of this random generation stuff, let me know. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at Cast Todd. Uh, you can shoot me an email at ToddCastPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, that's a single D in the Todd's in both cases. Um, and let me know what you think. Um, or if you'd rather I not generate my topics at random and would like to offer forth a topic of your own for me to talk about, hit me up on either of those previously mentioned communication paths um, and I'll talk about something else uh, of your choosing, um, which isn't random per se, um, but could still be interesting um, and caters to you, the devoted listener. Um, and at this point, I would like to thank you for listening and hope that uh, until the next time you hear my voice, uh, you all have an excellent uh, time with your lives, um, going about your daily whatevers, um, and just have a good time with it. Uh, thanks for listening, and catch your own. And that's it.